Hi, I'm Mario Guerra, the two-time former mayor of the great city of Downey. And I'm here with my co-host, Eric Pierce, the editor of the Downey Patriot. And you're watching, you're listening, Talking Downey with Mario and Eric. How are you, Mario? Hey, good, man. Good to see you. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, yeah, it's been nice. You've, you've been traveling a lot. I've been traveling a lot in the last month. Uh, I've been to several Army bases. I got back from Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri last week. Oh, my gosh. I was uh, uh, I was a week at the Army War College mm -hmm. in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. That was just an amazing experience in the yeah. National Security Seminar. And right before that at Fort Irwin on the middle of the desert. So yeah, I've been Yesterday you were as of this taping yesterday you were at the US Open. I was at the US Open. Yesterday was the Army's birthday, the two hundred and forty eighth. and we kicked off with the USGA, which I thought mm -hmm. it was great at the official cutting ceremony. We had General Gillen, the uh, superintendent for West Point out here. Mm -hmm. So got a new nifty shirt. Yeah. Okay. I have to mortgage my house <laughs> to buy it, but uh we Merch got, isn't <laughs> cheap. Merch is not chief of the yeah. US GA, but anyway, so it is good to be. You know, you mentioned the Army's birthday. I remember um, I don't really cover city council anymore. We have Alex Dominguez from the Patriot who covers it. But um, back when I used to cover the meetings, uh, one of the, the, the cool ceremonies was every year the Army would do like a cake cutting Absolutely. ceremony. We still uh, do that. Yeah. yeah. But I don't see you there anymore. But I, I didn't get invited to the Downey City Council <laughs> on there. I was invited to. Over, yeah, you know, when I saw that on the agenda after the fact, yeah. I felt like, wow, nobody said anything to me. But it's still great. I'm glad that they still uh, had it. But no, what you do is a cake, and then you have the oldest soldier and the youngest soldier yeah. cut it with the sword uh, as a you know a symbol on there. But I remember when I was mayor, we had him in, and we had Dr. Stoffer. I was about to say that. Yeah, Dr. that's Stauffer. a great photo on there. I'll find yeah. it. Yeah, Dr. Because she did, she cut the cake with a sword. Yes, I remember. Yes, yeah. You push it down. That and was bigger it. than bigger than she was. Yeah, and I thought because you're supposed to do a little force, and I <laughs> I thought she was going to cut the table underneath. Yeah. God bless her. I miss her. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mario, we're gonna, we had a city council meeting this week, mm -hmm. and you know around these parts, we like to recap the meetings and give our input. Um, you know, something that caught my eye, and I, I want your opinion on this, is the city council voted to take a summer recess. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're essentially taking a month off in, in July, most of July. They council in one meeting, uh, so they'll be meeting in late July. Um, you know, I don't remember the council ever taking a summer recess. I think part of it is they are going to be at a conference. Uh but it, it was kind of uh, surprising to me that they're taking a recess. When you were on the city council, do you recall that conversation? Did that ever come up? What are your thoughts? It was brought up once. Mm -hmm. And I said, are you crazy? This is what we were elected to do is to be here for mm -hmm. do the work of the people. Um, so let me see. So there's two a month. Uh, 12 months is 24 council meetings a year. And then you have some special meeting, not mm -hmm. counting committee meetings, but you have the, the budget and you right. have a planning session. So, so at least 24. 24 times two is 48. Uh, then you got 96 over a four year mm -hmm. period. So you got 182, 192 council meetings in an eight year term. Mm -hmm. That's uh, I never missed one. Mm -hmm. I never missed one in 182. I mean, I understand I, even one that I had uh, surgery. I came back. I wasn't very as active. Um, I don't know. I kind of 
I don't know. I don't. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't cancel a council meeting. Right. I think. I mean, now there's circumstances there. You only have four council people, but I wouldn't go to a conference that and then and then have to cancel a conference. Uh, have to cancel a council meeting. So right. Um, I. I I don't know. I don't want to put them down, but I, it, it felt icky to me. It, it seems strange. I, I, I agree. It does seem strange because I would think that a council meeting is should be your priority over a conference. In, in my opinion, this, this, this particular conference is taking place uh, in New York City, in Times Square. I would imagine that has some appeal to it. Um, but no, I, I, I feel like council meetings have to be the priority. And again, you know, we don't like to criticize because the council members are, we, we know them, they're, they're friends. But it is how I feel. I feel like the council meeting should be the priority. It just seems kind of strange because now you're going an entire month without any kind of, of public, you know, city council meeting. And, you know, to me, that's the most that's the purest form of local government is your city council mm -hmm. meeting. That's where you can go and address your representatives and where you can see, you know, your local government in action. And so I, I don't like the idea of canceling it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you made a good point. That's part of the problem of only having four council members. We don't have a full council. So that's part of the part I of the issue. Think, and I just think, you know, we all, you know, the gadflies, the three or four gadflies there they're, you know, they make the point always that, oh, you reduce this down to three or four minutes. Uh, and I, I get that. I'd want to, too, just because of the way they handle mm -hmm. themselves and, and so forth. But they number one, they weren't there at this last council meeting. I thought that was mm -hmm. kind of interesting. But um, I think that, you know, every resident has that opportunity to publicly, you know, talk about their council with their council mm -hmm. that three to five minutes that they get there. So just seems like a long time like to have to go four weeks without that possibility it, 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 it really yeah. does yeah. um i want to see what you know what else happened at the council meeting um unless you have any more comments no comments no, on no, that yeah no um this actually wasn't at the council meeting but uh mayor claudia Formetta she wrote her monthly mayor's column which i actually appreciate because you know so the mayor's column goes into the downey patriot it started several years ago and it's available to every mayor who started it um did you I don't, did you start it yeah. i don't remember oh i well, did okay. i wrote i wrote the yeah. first one I and had, yours I were very you. informative um, and they're not always informative yeah. you know depending on who the mayor is the mayors don't always take advantage of the opportunity yeah and I, you know, I'm biased because of my affiliation with the Patriot. But I think it's a great opportunity for the mayor to speak directly to readers yeah. and to residents. Uh, not every mayor takes yeah. advantage of it. You took great advantage of it. Uh, mayor yeah. Formetta takes. Go ahead. Yeah, you, may, you used to make fun of me that at first when I would put in my cell number, my personal yeah. cell number, because mm -hmm. that was one of the things again to communicate that. Right. Was, you know, my, at the beginning of my my mayor, mayor years and so forth. You know, there wasn't the social media wasn't as, you know, as uh, as huge as it is today. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the ways I found it to communicate. But, right. yeah, you and I collaborated. I begged you to do it. And you mm -hmm. said, okay, we'll give it a try. Right. And it's interesting now. And, that you know, because I didn't want it to be political. Of course. And, of course. and, and it hasn't been, thankfully. Yeah. And so I, I don't want it to be a place where, you know, politicians lobby yeah. for things yeah. or, or for people yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But, no, it's, but it's always been very, very yeah. informative. Yeah. But I, I remember putting my cell number and you're like, 
he called me up. Are you sure you want to put your personal cell? That is your. Well, yeah, you you know you can't say you want to be accessible to the people and then not be accessible to the right. people. Right. So. Well, also but, to you, you would actually write them yourself personally. Yes, sir. You you wrote them. I, I've known other mayors who who delegate it to city staff members to write it for them, and it, it shows that you can tell. Um, but. But my point was, Claude, uh, Mayor Frometa, uh-huh. she does a really good job good. with these columns. Yes. And the, the latest one uh, is posted on the Downey Patriots website. has a lot of good information in there. And one thing she mentioned was the, the, the new budget that the city council is expected to approve later on this month. Um, the budget includes a couple of positions for new code enforcement officers, additional code enforcement officers and a homeless coordinator. Uh, I want to talk about that one first because that one, I assume, is going to be tasked with addressing uh, the transient population right. here. Right. It, down, it right. seems like kind of overdue. And, and, that, and I think the coordination of that is, is important. I think you're right. I think it's overdue. Uh, and I would hope, and I have not read it, uh, the staff mm-hmm. report on what that position would do. So I'm a little blind on here. But I would hope it also would help coordinate some of the federal and state um, funds available to help uh, homeless folks mm-hmm. on there and, and and coordinate that towards the city of Downey, right. um, the resources to reimburse us for resources mm-hmm. and things like that. So um, I would assume that that's part of the job. And if right. so, I think that's a good position. I think it'd be good to help coordinate that because we do. We see so many people on the street here in Downey and, you th- and, and obviously a lot of times it's a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones that you see them visibly, there's about five people that are visible throughout mm-hmm. the city but the ones over by the uh, riverbed and so forth. So I think it's somebody to help coordinate that along with our police department and how to do things humanely in right. the right way of doing it. Because we all have empathy. We're all human beings and we understand. Well, we don't understand sometimes and maybe that's the problem too, but at least we have the empathy and we do it the right way. Right. You know? And I think, you know, we, 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 we do see them. And even though I, I think it's the number has been reduced, I feel like, over, over the yeah. years. But we do see them, you know, in downtown Downey on Firestone Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And it does get frustrating because nobody that's that's not a way to live. Right. You know, and right. and I mean, I don't advocate criminalizing right. homeless. It's not a crime to be homeless. But also, you know, as a society, we can't have people sleeping on sidewalks right. and I don't oh, there's that one gentleman that that obviously he does have some mental issues that talks and screams at himself mm-hmm. and it's scary for our families that are trying to come into the downtown and you really can't do much mm-hmm. uh you know we have some mental health uh experts on our on our downey police department so they're doing the best they can to address that but it's the same person coming back and back so yeah. I haven't seen him in the last couple of weeks, but I, he's he's mm-hmm. right outside here. So right, it's an right. issue. Uh, so that's going to be part of the new budget. I assume that would be um, that position will will be filled this year. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, code enforcement. Yeah. Uh, Mayor Fermenta mentioned that there's going to be more of a renewed effort to uphold some of our code enforcement laws. You know, we we know down. I think you know we've talked about this before. You know privately is i feel like since the pandemic some of the the laws have kind of been yeah they've been flexible a little bit and we've (laughs) kind of we've gone away from that a little bit very nice of you to say flexible Uh there our our code enforcement used to be part of pd downey pd and then it was uh it was taken over by the economic development uh department in how to enforce the, the codes and everything else um and it was always a double-edged sword 
you you want things to be done right and so forth, but you come to my house and you say somebody complained about my tent in my driveway. Oh, how come, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith down the street, they have one. Mm -hmm. So the poor code enforcement officer, they have to address the complaint they got on me. And now me complaining about Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So, you know, it usually became, you know, there's a certain amount of enforcement that they do by driving around. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of times they're answering complaints uh, to, to that. But, you know, you're absolutely right. I think there's a lot of things that make a city you know, a city, and they, it gives you that sense of community and sense of organization. You know, you can't park on your grass, mm-hmm. you know? That's always been a thing. And they, right. well, COVID took that, everybody kind of did what they wanted to. Right. You can't uh, run a business out of your house without a business license on there. COVID kind of took that mm-hmm. away, and you see, you know, big business trucks outside of homes mm-hmm. and stuff. So you do need some enforceability. As right. as Sometimes I see it, and in doing COVID, you didn't want to hurt the businesses. Some of the businesses that, you know, put signage or paint their entire glass front windows of their storefront well that's that's not proper and down Mm -hmm. it has to be only a certain percentage right so again it's enforcing our laws on there as long as they're evenly managed on there i think is a good thing it's tough because you know i'll I'll see restaurants or businesses put like the a-frame signs on the sidewalks outside and all they're trying to do is you know survive and and generate business and they need to make a living but there's codes for that, you yeah. know. I know people get upset. Or the big flyer ones that, yeah. you know, the ones that are, you know, 20 feet tall. They're fly- right. So, you know, and that's the thing. Can you imagine if every single person, on fi- every single business on Firestone Boulevard had that and you had 20 of those competing right. with it? Again, it's just and we, we, there's other cities that do allow it, and right. we see it. And I think down as a community, we've decided that we don't want that. We some right. we want a little bit more. We want to be a little bit more orderly. We want some standards. Right. Do you know? I have a question for you. Do you know code code enforcement? Are they more uh, reactive or or can they be? Are they ever proactive? If they are walking, if they're driving, and they see a, a sign yeah. or a violation. Do they acknowledge it or do they wait until somebody complains? Do you know? It, it, it's supposed to be both, mm-hmm. but in reality, it was more about waiting to complain. Right. You know, they are supposed to be proactive. On the, and, and I remember, but it was a small percentage, 20, 25% were proactive right. type of things on there. And then they would see on a big one. Sometimes when they're driving around during the day, it was they would see construction sites mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm doing my home and they would right. kind of spot check that or yeah. see on there but that was an age-old argument even on the council in my day we want them to be more proactive than reactive at times you get so many complaints you're just trying to catch up and you know put your head above water but it yes that's the age-old one i wanted to be proactive on it too yeah i know they are definitely proactive when it comes to yard sales yes you know saturday morning (laughs) they're driving around and looking for the permits and i do want to say i think it's a good I, i like that downey requires a permit to host a yard sale i don't like that they charge for the permit i think you get three yard sales per year year, i think which is great i don't think it's right that the city i think it's 25 dollars or something oh is it that much now it used to be ten dollars i could be wrong i I don't remember um but i don't think you need to you need to charge residents a permit to to have you gotta remember that only thing that's always disputable i mean when they pass the the you know the fee schedule on there Mm -hmm. that's always disputable um good or bad Mm -hmm. um but the one thing you see on 
a city has to try to recoup its money, not make money on things, mm -hmm. right? So if you have people working on a Saturday, you know, there's somehow you have to get reimbursed for that per se. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's that's I think that's why they charge. It's but, you know, you know, uh, but you know, but you know, we had this this discussion before. It's like charging for parking over at Wilderness Park. Yeah, you know, and, you know, and I'm gonna sound like the cranky old man, but I pay so much of my property taxes per year. I feel like the city's just kind of trying to nickel and dime me to death. Well, you no, know? you get to go free. Because you pay the property taxes. Mm -hmm. It's for the outside people that are paying for the parking at Wilderness Park. Uh, for the parking, yes. Yeah, but not right. for the yeah. not for the for the yard sales. Yeah. I know, but somebody's got to for it. You know, again, we could I'm not sticking up for it. I, I, I don't totally disagree. I am glad that they limit it. So it's yeah. not that I'm running a business out of my front yard every, you know, thing on there. Three a year should be the normal or, right. you know, yeah, we want to clean you out our garage and junk. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some of these, you could tell on the yard sale, there's some professional brand new stuff being sold. Right. So, you know, but yeah, it's a balance. And you see that in, in the, I mean, I, I always go back to it, but you see that in other cities. You see that a lot in unincorporated LA County. Yeah. Where it's kind of a free for all, and right. people they, they run their businesses out, right. out of their front right. yard, and yeah. you don't want you, all this. You know, that's the one thing we're blessed, okay? And I keep talking, and we always talk and brag about Downey. It is special. I mean, we have our own local government, our own police, our own fire, our own school district. But we do get to make these discussions where you can go to our council folks and have that. They may not agree with you, right. rightfully so. They have their own opinion. But I like the Downey cares about those mm -hmm. things you know listen let's not all park our gra our cars on our grass right. you know i see it sometimes maybe we're washing our car which they got illegal to wash that not from the city mm -hmm. but the water restriction yeah things like that that yeah. i kind of like you know and compared to other cities down is kind of lenient you know yeah. you see cerritos you know they really crack yeah. down on on i mean it, it to me cerritos is kind of a boring community yeah but you know you can't have your christmas lights up past a certain date yeah. or well, we have that downy technically no we do but but nobody knows about cerritos makes it very clear yeah. to homo to to residents you yeah. need to take down your, your christmas lights yeah and i think they have restrictions on their, the color of your paint on your house i think uh, it's, they're just very strict in cerritos you know yeah you know sometimes i tell you there's certain laws that should be enforced that I see sometimes, you know, one of them that we all know, uh, you know, you're, and this is not for code enforcement's sake, mm -hmm. but this is for all police departments, um, you know, the tinted windows on your car, mm -hmm. right? And I was thinking about this yesterday because I couldn't tell this car what they wanted to do, and I was waiting for their reaction about if they were going to go ahead or me or not, because the windows were tinted. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, that's part of the safety thing, but now, I bet you to say, you know, a huge majority of cars has their tinted, their mm -hmm. windows tinted. I always think it's like, it's the it's the law. Why aren't we enforcing? I'm not talking about Downey. I used mm -hmm. to ride along with one police officer in Downey that wanted tinted windows on his car, and and his mental and he was abiding by the law. His mental perception was, hey, you know, if I don't get to have it, you shouldn't get to have it. It's right. a fix it ticket. Right. So, but I wish we did enforce that more because. I think it's a safety thing. When I see it, a you know, totally black car all the way around, right? And there, you know, I want to be able to see the driver. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's from a reaction standpoint, mm -hmm. you know. And so, see, yeah, or they saw me or something sure. like that. So I, I my windows are tinted, and Ooh. and it's because I don't want people looking inside my car. Ooh. You know, it, Ooh, it keeps you're a lawbreaker, and it's lawbreaker. You know, I've always had tinted <laughs> windows, really? and we, okay, so when I was younger. 
I would get pulled over all the time uh-huh. for tinted windows. Right. And it was, <laughs> I, I'm, it, it was. The you same know, officer? No, I was it talking, was no, the same officer, no, but you know, it, it was it was an excuse for the police to pull me over. Uh-huh. And when I was in my you know early twenties, uh-huh. all the time I would get pulled over, and then I would get a fix a ticket. I don't get pulled over much anymore. I think because uh-huh. I have a different different car. I'm <laughs> older now, different cars. Um, but no, I, I think they are enforcing it. Okay. I, I think I don't. I I think they are enforcing it as yeah. much as they can because right. they can pull over. Hundreds of thousands yeah, of cars. Yeah, Everybody's every car down the street. That. I know. That's just one of my yeah. pet peeves is like, I, I know. I'm weird. I, I follow the, the point of anyway. So I got yeah. pulled over once for having a, an air freshener on my rear view mirror. Oh. Because I'm not allowed, you're not allowed supposedly really? to have anything handy uh, from your rear view. I don't know. So. It wasn't a downy, but it was. I know. think they were looking for an excuse, man. I think so. You look like a tough guy, dude. Of, when you take off those glasses, it's man, like, you got that meanness like right now. So it's anyways. The so, uh, yeah. so what else uh, is happening? I, I heard that there's a council uh, one of the council members is going to have a town hall, Timothy Horn. Can- Councilman Timothy Horn. You know, I don't. Do you have the date? I don't have the date on that. Uh, I think it's June twenty uh, second. Okay, um, over at the Space Center. Right. The uh, same. The same time as there's a business mixer here in the downtown yes. for the downtown district. I'm right. Right. At the same time. Um, you know, it was interesting because, you know, Councilman Horn is brand new to, to, to the city council. Uh, so typically you would get questions. I mean, you all well, you know you've hosted a lot of uh, town hall meetings. You would, you would get questions from from the community. Interesting because I, I don't know if he has an, enough experience to be answering questions from the public. Maybe he does. I mean, I'm a fan of public engagement. It just seemed, it seemed a little sooner coming from him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So well, his issue. I, I the only issue I, I've heard him talk about a lot is about the whole parking situation parking. in that area. So I don't know what other uh, proponents, things he's a proponent for. Maybe it's an election year. You know, he's running yeah. for that same district. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, and we'll talk about politics and Downey later part of this year. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so, no, I just, it, it is coming up. Are you going to, do you plan to attend? I'm going to go to the downtown business, mixer. The, the, yeah, mixer the mixer here. That, was, right. that was it before. So, yeah. uh, for the, down- by the way, so uh, we'll talk more about this on the downtown. Uh, we're going to do another episode a little bit of what's happening in the downtown. But just that everybody knows that the downtown business district was not set up by the council. It's not funded by the city. has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the city. It does have a lot to do with the city. I shouldn't say it that way. I, I, I misspoke. The businesses voted to tax themselves on their property taxes to create this downtown improvement association. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make that clear. <laughs> yeah, know? no, I, I, I've read things online and just false information. I think people, people just don't know. But the, you're 100% right. So the downtown district is funded privately. Privately. Not, privately. not yeah. by, you know. For cleanliness, for activities, for security, for all these things. I mean, what they're doing now, promote it. Well, that's our next show. Yeah. Um, and the one thing, by the way, so here's, uh, you ran the story there about the, uh, uh, Alex Dominguez did the story about the possible arch. There, there's a lot of comments yeah. on it and, and so forth. And I think people just misunderstand. And they were writing to Mayor Fermetta, oh, you could be doing streets and you could be doing homeless advocacy, all these other things with that money instead of that. Mm-hmm. And the answer is no, you can't. This is public arts fund mm-hmm. on there, and that has to go towards public art. Right. So this would qualify for it. If you don't spend the money on something like that, like that archway uh, sign, 
you can't spend the money. I mean, you right. can only do it on arts, on like art, we did on the downtown, art. like yeah. public art, like on the downtown. So you can't hire a new police officer. Right. You can't, all the things you'd want to do. Right. So that's all. I'm just sticking up for Mayor Frometa and the city council that this money is designated specifically by our ordinance to go only to public right. arts. And I, I'll just add really quickly, you know, the city is repaving the streets. Yeah. If you look around and, you yeah. know, there's right here in downtown because we're right here. Yeah. There's a lot of work going on. The, the streets are, are being repaved. Yeah. Florence Avenue um, was repaved. It's, it's gorgeous. Also, this is a one-time cost. Right. We're like adding a police officer or whatever it is. That's an ongoing cost. Right. Um, this is a one-time cost, and whether the city just decides to do it, I mean, I don't know, but that I think that's really important to to make clear. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, okay, so what else on there? The council meeting, uh, I only saw part of the thing, but they didn't have the gadflies, normal gadflies there, so I think the meeting went faster than normal. It went pretty quicker, <laughs> quicker than normal. I think everybody appreciated yeah. that part. Yeah. No, you know, it, it was actually pretty quiet, just not – I feel like we're, we're getting into that busy time now in the summer yeah. where we're going to have a lot of things happening, picking up, uh, especially in the day we're going to talk. We have another episode coming up where we're, we're going to talk about downtown Downey and stuff that's exciting happenings in yeah. downtown Downey. But things are going to pick up pretty soon. Yeah. I got, you know what? This time of year is always kind of fun, of course, because we do yet summer vacations and everything else. So here's a couple of future shows that I'd want to ha- like to have yeah. on there. I want to have one coming up in august about the each football team for downey like the warren downey warren and, and, and warren have okay. their maybe their coach or one of their coaches come talk to us what to expect for the year so okay. we can have a little discussion on that uh we can discuss in, the, the new pac-12 schedules just came out for the next couple of years that's a whole <laughs> different discussion i'm not sure it's downey related but it's sure. fun to talk about you know you mentioned downey <laughs> warren i do want to do mention that the downey patriot is having a downey warren festival um, in October, and I don't have that date in front of me, but uh, the Patriots closing down Brookshire. Uh, it's going to be they're going to have laser tag, um, like football throw competitions, like a friendly family festival Very leading cool. up to the Downey Warren football game. Very cool. So I think this it's going to be a lot of fun. I was looking. I'm not involved in the planning, but I was kind of looking yeah. at some of the yeah, plans, the and stuff. it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Food trucks, vendors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be like a little go-kart racing. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. So keep an eye out. This is going to be in October on Brookshire Avenue. The first of its kind, but I think it's really cool because the the rivalry in Downey is very intense. It is. And it it goes back generations. People people to this day, as we know, most of them are there. Are you Downey or are you Warren? And Right. Yeah. It's That's like, the first question they ask you sometimes. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, it's a different you breed to, yeah. altogether. So. It really is. So, anyways, I think that I think we covered the week's council. We're going to yeah. keep this uh, this episode a little shorter. Um, we oh. like to hear from you. We what talked. Else? I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I we did. It was like huh? half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and uh, we have some other ones that we want to have during the summer. We did one on location. We're going to do more on location. That worked out well. Now that we're getting the bugs out of it and we understand that. Uh, you know, Brandon Estrada, our executive producer over there. Oh, my gosh. I always forget at the beginning. On there, We're sponsored by Financial Partners Credit Union. We want to thank them for always being part of this and making sure that we can do this and have these discussions. Um, but we'd like to hear back from what your thoughts are. Um, you know, kind of what, what would you, else would you like 
what our discussions on there. We like to cover the council meetings as one meeting, uh, just to talk about that. Um, I like having people. I, I like I, I like too. interviewing people. Okay, all right. So we'll we'll, we'll look into that in the summer. Yeah. Getting some guests on here, and we'll yeah. talk to them and write write to us and tell us who you'd like to see on here. We're gonna have the city manager. We we talked about that. I mentioned that to him. He wanted to get his feet wet and right. you know been here a couple of months and so forth. Uh, but that's all. You know who I, who I want on the show, and I'm just putting him on the spot. Uh, Daryl Jackson. Yeah, he's a former pitcher for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, recently retired he's a great guy great yeah. stories i feel like he would you know you, you've known him for years i've known him for years i was with him saturday where are you really so, okay so saturday so i just came back from the army war college late friday night exhausted in, in the whole thing but saturday morning was west downey little league's closing ceremony tell the story yeah. so oh because he was there anyways yeah. so my grandson benny it's his closing ceremony I didn't want to go, okay? Yeah. I wanted to sleep in, all right? Because mm -hmm. it was early, but they had asked me to say a few words. I'd spent 29 years at that league. Some of my best friends today are part of it. I love West Downey Little League. I love all the Little League. Anyway, so I went, and Daryl Jackson was one of them. Blanca Pacheco was another speaker, and then Hector Sosa. So, and I got up, and they thanked me, and I said a few words about, you know, uh, being there and, and what it meant to me when I was coaching. I loved coaching Little League. It's, it's so much fun to see, you know, grown men now in their 40s throughout the town, and I'll run into them with a girl and say, hey, coach, how are you, you know? And he's got three kids now, and, and I was yeah. his Little League coach. So that, that makes me feel good that I didn't do – that I did something right somewhere in there, okay? Mm -hmm. Anyway, so then the president gets up there and they start talking about they were I was the last speaker and they were thanking me and how I helped build the sunken dugouts and they're going down. Then they start talking even more historical and it got a little personal mm -hmm. about me. I'm like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. I didn't know they knew that mm -hmm. and this and that. Anyways, bottom line, they presented me with a custom jersey for West Downey Little League with my name on the back. And the number was 22, Benny's number, my, your, grand, your grandson. my nine year old grandson, which, mm -hmm. by the way, made the all star team. Mm -hmm. Go, Benny. Uh, had the walk off hit in the Tournament of Champions to win for West Down. Anyway, it was really cool. It was emotional. It was just a nice thank you from them. It was a great act of kindness yeah. uh, and so forth. So I got this jersey. So now at all the all star game, I'm going to wear, proudly wear a West Downey Little League uh, jersey with uh, his number and my name. So thank you, West Downey. Yeah. Uh, and you're right. Daryl Jackson was there. He came in from out of town. He plays golf every, Friday, every Saturday. Yeah. He purposely this Saturday moved up and played like a 6 a.m. tea time, mm -hmm. moved it up from normalcy mm -hmm. so he can play and then come at West Down Little League's opening ceremony at wow. 10. So that was a dedication, and yeah. he drove from Orange County here. Right. So you're absolutely right. Daryl's a great – he's got great stories. Great stories. I think you know? our listeners are, are going to appreciate it. Yeah. Very down-to-earth guy. You wouldn't think that he's a – former major league pitcher but yeah, he is and yeah. and he went from rags to riches to rags to riches yeah so he's got a very telling story for everybody yeah. else so if you get to know yeah and let us know if there's anybody else you want to see on the show and we'll we'll try to make it happen great great yeah. all right well listen folks thank you for watching thank you for listening on there and we look forward to hearing from you so you've been uh, watching talking downy sponsored by financial partners credit union Talking Downey with Mario and Eric.